episode of Talent Talks. I'm your host, Andrew Mitchell, and today I'm joined alongside Ian Grant, Senior Partner at Riviera Partners. Ian, welcome to the show today. Great to have you on. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Thanks for inviting me. Great to be here. Yeah, of course. And uh, well, you know, we have a great topic aligned with us uh, today, Ian, and we're going to really delve into finding the right technology visionaries to lead your digital transformation. So, you know, as we delve into this topic, financial services, real estate, and healthcare are all industries ripe for the next wave of digital transformation. Now, finding the right technology visionary to lead that charge is critical. And the best candidates are not always in obvious places, as we all know now. Today, we're going to delve into some proven tips and questions that you should ask as you start your journey to finding the best technology leaders for your needs. So, Ian, how would you define digital transformation? And what are the several key similarities that have developed across multiple industries within the last few years? Uh, It's a great question, uh, Andrew. Um, At Riviera, we focus exclusively on the folks who, uh, quote unquote, build product. Um, It's been that way since the company was founded at the turn of the century. (laughs) Doesn't that sound old? Um, But it's true. Founded by Ali Benham and Mike Morell, the two founders, and it's remained that way for the past 19 plus years. I've been a, a partner, a senior partner here for just over nine years. And that continues to remain the focus and the key to our differentiation of success, i.e. we only do executive searches of VP of engineering slash CTO, VP of product slash chief product officer, and VPs of design and VPs of data science. Uh, We don't do CEO, sales, marketing, BD, anything like that. As I said, just the folks who, who build product. And traditionally, the top of the bell curve of where we play is Series B, stage companies followed by CVC, Series A. And this hasn't changed over time, still remains true today, and the scenarios are pretty much the same. They call us to help find that technology leader or visionary that can really help the company scale. Mm -hmm. However, the tail of the curve has grown significantly. While historically, our business has come from the tier one VCs, such as Kleiner Perkins, Sequoia, Benchmark, Excel, Greylock, and Andreessen Hardware, to name a few. The truth is there isn't a company out there in any vertical industry or geography that isn't trying to hire technical talent today. Of course. So while we're currently working with much later stage companies that are either pre or post IPO companies such as Uber, Stripe, Pinterest, Zendesk, etc., we started working with them when they were Series A or B, as I just described, and relatively unknown. Obviously, they're, they're brand names now, not everybody becomes a brand name. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a whole new bunch of companies throughout the U.S. and outside that are seeking our help in finding the best technical talent out there, including companies with some of the more traditional verticals that you mentioned, financial services, automotive, healthcare, real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, as in their case, they're seeking to successfully navigate a, a digital transformation, as you put it, so, so they don't become obsolete and aren't the next blockbuster or Toys <laughs> R Us or Radio Shack. Right? Yeah, yeah. The list is long of companies that have failed to successfully make this transformation. Yeah, of course. And, you know, that's a good point because, you know, those are the companies that, you know, especially, you know, a millennial like myself grew up, um, you know, going to almost every weekend with my parents, you know, like you mentioned, Blockbuster to get a video, Toys R Us to get a a new toy if I, you know, passed a test or uh, 
something like that. So it's <laughs> it's funny and almost you know sad that those you know big companies at the time were not able to develop uh, you know their only their company but their internal staff towards this digital transformation. So it's very interesting to see how companies today are making that stride towards um, you know bettering themselves. Now, Ian, what strategies or questions should corporate leaders consider when looking for the right technology professional to lead the charge in this digital age? Well, obviously, the first thing I'm going to recommend is to work with a specialist in this area. Mm -hmm. Often, um, I'm proud to say that's us. Mm -hmm. Um, As my partner, Riviera founder, uh, Ali, who I just mentioned, so often puts it, if you need an open heart, if you need open heart surgery, you want a cardiac surgeon, not a general practitioner. Yeah. <laughs> so work with a specialist recruiting firm that focuses exclusively on building the long-term relationships with these folks, and not a general purpose recruiter. In our case, it's all we do. So, so that's the first thing I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, second, I'd say be open-minded to where the candidate might come from. Yeah, we know you want an A player. Who doesn't? Yeah. Right? Has anyone ever said they want a B or a C player? No, of course <laughs> no. they haven't. And we expect that you think those folks are at the branded fan companies, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google, right? But can you afford them? Or more importantly, are they even a good fit for your culture and corporate values? Mm-hmm. Maybe. But maybe you're even probably not. So where else do you look, right? Now, look, there's no magic bullet here, right? It's hard work, and that's why these searches are not quick and we're paid what we are. When we conduct a search, the first thing we're going to do is nail down all the stakeholders, or with all the stakeholders, sorry, what exactly are the three or four mandatory requirements we've got to get right in the candidate versus mm-hmm. the nice-to-haves, right? And by the way, culture fit isn't one of them. We know that has to be there for both parties, so that's a giving. Yeah. Right? But there can't be 10 things, as no candidate is going to score 10 out of 10 on 10 things, right? So let's all agree on A, one of those three or four mandatory ones, so that everyone's on the same page. Mm-hmm. And B, how are we going to measure or score these items? Some things are very objective, like does the candidate manage a geographically dispersed team of 100 plus? Well, they either have or they haven't, right? But some things are very subjective, right? One, unfortunately, all too common example is when we get candidates that are rejected by the client because they didn't show or exhibit passion. Well, what exactly does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> and how do you assess or measure that? And perhaps we can measure that better for you, right? Was the cultural bias in the assessment? Was the candidate early in their process? Was the candidate an active or a passive candidate? You know, you get the picture. Yeah, of course. So it's definitely interesting when you're trying to find that right leader, how, how much goes into it. You know, you you can look and you're like, well, I want I want this guy because he ran one of the, you know, biggest Fortune 500 companies out there. But, you know, in the end, he might not be the proper fit for the company that you have. So... It's uh, definitely an interesting thought when you're looking for leaders and um, especially got to think of, you know, their digital background and if they're open to, you know, continuously learning more and, um, you know, also being able to share some of their knowledge they have now. So um, definitely crucial in finding key talent. Now, Ian, what exactly are the most important traits and strategies that technology leaders need to tackle uh, the digital transformation? Well, another great question, Andrew, and it's hard to be exact when each search and set of requirements is so different and unique. Yeah. Um, But I'll give you some common ones. Um, A, leadership versus manager, right? This is a difference. 
Transformations are hard and they often fail. So getting all the stakeholders, including executives, board members, product engineering, customers, partners, etc., aligned to the vision and then able to actually execute on that vision is no small task to say the least. Mm -hmm. So ask the candidate, where are some examples of where they've done this before? What exactly was their role um, in, in that company? Mm -hmm. um, B, I'd say visionary. You know, what I just said then doesn't matter if you can't adequately and eloquently define the vision and the roadmap and then get everybody to buy into it based on enough but limited data, mm -hmm. right? Enough data points to support your thesis but not analysis paralysis, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. And C, I'd say executioner, not in the John Wick kind of way, but, but able to execute on the vision in a timely manner, mm -hmm. right? Um, and D, I'd say technologist, right? The technologies are changing so quickly and increasingly so. I mean, it's a full-time job just to keep up yeah. <laughs> as we do. You know, right, so, so how do you and how do you know what's relevant for your company? I'll give you some examples today, right? I mean, every company on the planet today claims to be AI and machine learning. Right? <laughs> it's becoming a bit of a running joke here yeah. in the era. Well, they, of, of course, all can't be, right? And do they even, in fact, know the difference between the two? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, another example, we weren't even talking about self-driving cars a couple of years ago. Nope. Yeah, here we are today, we can physically see them outside of our Riviera offices here in San Francisco from the likes of Uber, Lyft, Waymo, Cruise, etc. Yeah, right? exactly. Blockchain, right? Do you really know what it is and how you might leverage the underlying technologies underpinning the cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ripple and Libra, etc.? How are you going to leverage AWS, Amazon Web Services, or Azure, or Google Cloud, or whatever your, your favorite cloud provider is? Um, and is your strategy or transformation mobile first? And perhaps more importantly, what comes next after mobile? Yeah. Right? I mean, the list really goes on, but, but uh, you know, you get the picture. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And it's, uh, it's interesting because like, I like how you mentioned having a, a visionary uh, mindset because you want someone who's going to come in. Uh, come in with a goal. Come in with a, an idea of what's gonna, you know, what they're coming in to do. What the, you know, change they're gonna provide, and you know where they can see growth within the company. And and you, like you mentioned, all all those different ideas uh, and examples. You know, we're finding we're coming across new technology every day to make lives easier. And you know, you want your company to be a part of that change. And um, you know, maybe come across the the, the next. Um, you know, piece of technology that's going to make everything better. So you either jump along or you, you are um, ahead of the pack and you form uh, a new idea. So it's interesting when it comes to that as well. Now, is it beneficial to seek talent from digital powerhouses such as Amazon and Google and maybe some others that you mentioned earlier? Well, maybe, or maybe not. I mean, mm -hmm. we'd of course like to understand why the client thinks that. Yeah. If it's just because they think that's where all the A players are, then we can help educate them. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, the fan companies you mentioned earlier have great talent for sure, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're a fit for your organization, both in terms of culture or values fit. Um, and, and that's extremely important, right? As each, each, of the, each of the five fan companies has their own unique culture yeah. that we can perhaps discuss on another podcast. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, and also in terms of role, right? Mm -hmm. Also, money is literally no object to these guys, right? I mean, we often ask ourselves, why would anyone leave one of those companies, yeah. to be honest with you? 
I mean, in addition to the monetary compensation in cash and equity, they also get great benefits such as healthcare, free meals, dry cleaning, daycare, etc. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to compete and win on comp and benefits. So if the person is someone you want and is potentially a good fit for your needs, how exactly are you going to win? Right? And while some folks are always looking to leave those companies or might be motivated to leave, and by the way, we have a good idea of who those folks are as we know them, mm-hmm. for a whole bunch of reasons, um, they may be open to leaving, such as they were acquired in and are now fully vested and, and the handcuffs are off and they don't like working for that big 20, 100,000 plus uh, company. Yeah. Right? Um, they may want something that's more mission-based. We see that quite a bit. Right. It may be stage of life. Uh, they may have a new or young family, or they may be empty nesters on the other end of the spectrum. Yep. It could be location, right? It could be desire to return home, take care of aging parents, etc. Right? It could be the, the cost of the Bay Area in those examples. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, it really behooves the client and us as their partner, whoever your partner is, to, to look outside of these companies for potential candidates. Mm-hmm. But the good news is they do exist, right? Since 2017, I was just running some numbers, just, just since 2017, we successfully placed over 500 execs in engineering product and design roles. Wow. And only 7% came from one of those five bank companies. Mm. Only 7%. Wow. It's not a lot. <laughs> but you can right. definitely, you, like you mentioned, you know, the, there, there are those individuals that are, are looking for you know, new opportunities and um, definitely a lot of the traits you brought up. But it, it's, it's kind of hard to see. It's like, oh, well, why would you leave Amazon? You know, why would you leave Google? Um, you know, it's a, it's mind blowing when you think of it, but like you mentioned, there's always something that might be, uh, intriguing about the, the other company that, um, will bring them out. And, uh, you know, it, like you also mentioned, Ian, uh, culture is obviously a big thing and, um, you know, it's, it's something that will help someone, uh, be more comfortable when, when that move happens. So always, always other opportunities beyond, uh, what they may have now. Now, final question, Ian. What geographical regions and industries are generating a greater abundance of digital talent? Well, there's always the Bay Area, of course. I'm mm-hmm. going to say that as most startups are still here in the Bay Area where, where, where I'm based. Yeah. Um, there's still nothing like this ecosystem, as we all know, which is one of the reasons the vast majority of startups and certainly successful startups are still in the Bay Area. And, and startups continue to move here, despite some of the obvious challenges, such as competition for talent, rent, homelessness, homogeneity, and perhaps that's another subject for a future podcast as well. Um, but we're certainly seeing other areas trying to, you know, continue to try to replicate and catch up, such as New York, Los Angeles, Seattle slash Portland, mm-hmm. Austin, Chicago, the, the Raleigh, Carolina area. And, and frankly, that's the reason why we, we, we Riviera, recently took in a a $25 million investment to, uh, to help the continued expansion of Riviera into those geographies so, because we do see tremendous potential there both in terms of companies and, and access to talent, right? Mm-hmm. I'd also add that it's, it's not just the U.S., right? We, we've seen a marked increase in inquiries for our services from all over the world, including Indonesia, United Kingdom, Germany, Mexico, yeah. just in the past couple of months. Um, seeking U.S. talent in, in, in those examples to help them on their digital transformation. Yeah, exactly. So it's um, I guess you would say it's growing globally for sure, and um, you know, 
like you said, the Bay Area is really where a lot, you know, we were just out there not too long ago for a conference we had, and uh, you can see all the companies that are just growing in that area and um, developing new technologies that, you know, we couldn't even have imagined yesterday. Um, but you can definitely see it growing, especially over here. Like you mentioned, New York is starting to build on those, um, you know, digital, you know, obviously it's huge on financial services, but within that, you also are going to need some digital and uh, technology help. So it's growing there for sure. And we're also seeing it grow a lot within, uh, you know, the European markets as well, but uh, maybe not as, as, as fast as um, over on our side of the, the pond. But it's interesting to see where the talent is going and, um, you know, what's being produced. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I just leave you with, uh, I was just checking my Twitter feed earlier this morning. I saw one of the uh, posts from one of our clients, Katrina Lake, the, the CEO of Stitch Fix, said, mm-hmm. if you want to be relevant 10 years from now, every company is going to be a tech company. Yep. And I think that uh, that encapsulates it all in, in a nutshell. Yes, it does. Exactly. You want to be first, not last. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for you today. Ian, it was really a pleasure having you on and delving into this really important topic right now. And uh, it's really, um, like I mentioned earlier, a topic that's trending in all industries and growing rapidly uh, every each and every single day with all the new ideas that are coming out. So really appreciate you taking the time and look forward to conducting another one of these podcasts with you. And likewise, Andrew, appreciate the invite. Thanks. Yeah, of course. Alongside Ian Grant, Senior Partner at Riviera Partners, I'm Andrew Mitchell, and this is Talent Talks.